Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast. And this week we're talking about courage. It feels like an appropriate topic right now, given the fact that the world, or at least my world, keeps shifting. I think I've talked about this before on the show that inside of the last 18 months, it feels like just when we start to figure things out, we have to pivot again. Like for instance, I'm in Austin, Texas, and we just went back up to stage four in terms of precautions and the virus. And that obviously affects so many things in our lives. And I know depending on where you're living, whether it's here in the US or somewhere internationally, you may still be in lockdown. It may still feel really hard or I think almost more psychologically upsetting is when we think that it's gotten better and then it goes back. I know this just happened in Los Angeles too. A lot of my friends there are like feeling really discouraged and discouraged literally has the word courage in sight of it. And so I thought it was a really smart idea to talk about this. In fact, one of my favorite quotes on courage, and I'm going to totally butcher this, so please forgive me, but it's something like, courage doesn't always have to roar. Sometimes courage is just getting up again tomorrow. Sometimes courage is just trying again. And I feel like that's a little bit what life feels like sometimes. And I think that there are days in my life and maybe yours where the only thing that you have the ability to do is to get up out of bed. That's the courageous act for today. But then there are times where we have to find more and we have to dig deeper. I think this happens a lot if you're an entrepreneur like I am or if you're a parent, or if you're a leader in your community, if you're trying to have impact on those around you, and man, you don't just need to find courage for yourself, but you need to find courage for them. It's a really important topic right now. So this week, I am sharing a keynote that I gave on this exact thing, and it's tactical. You'll hear me writing on a whiteboard and uh, telling the audience to take notes. This is one of the keynotes that I gave at a virtual conference that I did last year right at the beginning of COVID. And so we were all really fearful. And I think that those elements still play into a lot of what's happening right now. If maybe you're killing it right now in life and you don't feel nervous or you don't need courage at all, man, go, you know, listen to Miranda Lambert or something. But if you feel like this is something you need to hear, I really hope that you find this keynote helpful. And I hope that you'll consider sharing it with your community or maybe with someone in your life that needs some courage or needs some ideas on how to manifest that in themselves. I hope you are having a blessed day and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Here is my keynote on how to find courage, even in the hardest times. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do 
on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. What are you feeling now? So I want you to tell me in that box, I want you to tell me what's the number one emotion that you're feeling. And if your emotion is like excitement and joy and whatever, high five. But most of the people that we've seen the intake forms for have talked about anxiety or fear, their depression, the uncertainty. So this is a really good opportunity to work through some of the negative feelings. So right now, I want you to put what is the thing that you are feeling right now? So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to take you through how I felt in my very first week of pandemic. So the number one thing that I felt was anxiety. Without question, I felt anxiety. The second question that leads you down on page 14 says, have you felt like this before? Remember, we're trying to figure out what from our past is triggering us in our present. Because certainly, I know that there are people who are watching this who are essential workers, who are out in the field, who are doing things every single day that are terrifying. And I know that there are those of you who are, you have family members who are are sick, you have family members who are on the front line, and it feels very scary to you. But there are a lot of people who are watching this who are making up fears that don't actually exist. Anxiety is fear of a made-up future. This is not real things. I was not afraid of something that was actually happening. I was afraid of what might happen. So that's why this is important. Have you felt like this before? And for me, I sure have. Thank you for asking, Rachel. Yes. That particular anxiety I had felt before in 2008. Shout out to my business owners. Raise your hand if you're a business owner in this room. Or, and when I say this room, I mean like in your home, wherever you are in the world. Yeah, right? So... If you're a business owner and you lived through 2008 like I did, you lived through a recession. You know what it is like to have all of the money dry up. You know what it is like to have to lay people off. You know what it's like to have that fear. You know immediately, as soon as I could see where things were going, you guys, as soon as I could see where things are going, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Because one of the biggest things in my entire life the most important things, the, 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 the story of my heart, everything is about my team. 60 people at Hollis Co., 60 people who have said, Rachel, I will walk this road with you. I will rock this road. I believe in this dream. We will build something that touches people's lives all over the world. This team of people, they're counting on me. They're counting on me to be strong. They, they need the revenue of our company to pay bills, right? And, and, and feed their babies and pay for their car. And like, they have a life and they're counting on me as a leader. And maybe you guys feel like that too. Maybe if you're a business owner, you feel like that too. You're like, good, people are counting on me. And so immediately I went, yes, I have felt this before because I've been a business owner for so long. I remember what this felt like last time. The next question is, what made you feel this way in the past? Okay, so I had anxiety. Yes, I felt like this before in 2008. What caused you to feel like this in the past? 
the obstruction of my company, having to lay people off, feeling like I was letting people down, feeling like I was failing. We're gonna talk about this later when I dig into leadership, but feeling like I was failing my core mission in life. My core mission in life is this team. There are those of you who are watching who are like, man, I'm a stay-at-home mom and my core mission in life is this family, right? Because for me as a small business owner, if I fail the company, I don't just fail the people who work there, I fail my kids. I have a lot of people counting on me, right? I'm sure that you do too. And so for me, what made you feel this way? The responsibility of all the people that I am supposed to take care of. Um, Last time I felt like a failure because I didn't see it coming and because I didn't know how to take care of us better. Memory, like what made me feel this way? Like the memory of how bad it was the last time that this occurred. Okay, how is that experience related to what you're feeling now? Like, I don't think that you guys need me to spell because at this point you get it, right? I hope you're filling this out with me and I hope that you're having some kind of epiphany like, oh, this anxiety that I'm feeling about pandemic that I have never actually lived through isn't about pandemic. It's about this thing that made me feel this way and it's affecting me here now. I always think that if we can see something, if we can unpack it and we can name it, then we take the fear away of what, from what it is. What I'm hoping that you're able to do today is to understand why you're having negative emotions, especially if there's no real and present danger around you. Is your fear, hear me, is your fear based on something real happening to you in this moment or is it based on what might happen? Okay, now here is the magic. We're gonna talk about mindset. And this is also the difference between my mindset and Dave's mindset and how different perspectives shape how we're looking at it and then how different mindsets shape how we respond to it. So a book I want you to write down if you have not read it, fantastic, fantastic book by Dr. Carol Dweck called Mindset. Write it down, add it to your list, listen to it on Audible, get it on eBooks. It's really hard to get a paper book right now. But Mindset by Carol Dweck will dig into this whole idea. But you can see there on page 15, there are some examples of, there's basically, uh, Dr. Dweck describes it as two kinds of mindsets. There is a fixed mindset. Those are people who believe that all the knowledge you're ever gonna have, you got it that all the intelligence you're ever gonna own, it's in you. That all the physical ability you're ever gonna have, you were born with it or you weren't. Those are people who believe you either have it or you don't. Those are people who believe genetics or not. Like those are the people who say, well, I could never run a marathon because I'm not wired that way. There are people who believe that other humans have capabilities that they don't have. Now, do I think that I can play basketball like Michael Jordan? No, but do I think I could get really freaking good at basketball even though I'm 5'2 and I got junk in my trunk and I don't know how to do anything? Yes, of course, because I don't have a fixed mindset. I have a growth mindset and I've had a growth mindset my entire life. So ever since I was a little girl and I honestly, I don't know where it comes from. I have just always believed that I could find a way, always. If I wanted to know something, I felt like I could learn it. If I wanted to accomplish something, I felt like if I tried enough and was willing to fail and was willing to suck that I could just keep going and get better. So I have a growth mindset. I believe to the marrow of my being that there is a way. There is always a way. So here's how I explain this. I want you to think of pottery. 
I want you to think of pottery. Any of you, raise your hand if you are a potter. If you like to do pottery things. You like to mold things with clay. You like to, no? Me, I don't know anything about it. Literally my, oh, we got one. Um, my only knowledge of pottery is the movie Ghost, okay? Asan, remind us of the movie Ghost. Would you, would you? Okay, let me set the scene for those people who were not alive when Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore we're on that wheel together, okay? The little babies in this room, they're not gonna know. They don't need to know. They will never understand what it was to see, oh, Johnny. I know his name wasn't Johnny and Ghost, but you and I both know he will always be Johnny. So Johnny is in love with his wife, played by Demi, and I don't want to spoiler alert, he gets murdered. And he comes back as a ghost, played by the incomparable Whoopi Goldberg. And there's this, is it a memory? Is it a dream? I don't even know, but there's just like this flashback where Demi is like, she's Potter apparently, and she's like making something with Clay, and like he's sitting behind her, and they're like having a moment. Maybe need to watch that on Netflix later. I don't know. But that's what I want you to think of right now. I want you to think of like the wheel is spinning. There's Clay that they're, they're molding, Okay. All right, let's take, let's take us out of the sexy moment. We got to focus back on what we're learning. Imagine a lump of clay. I want you to think of your mindset as a lump of clay. A growth mindset says that as long as you're at that potter's wheel, as long as you continue to add water and the elements, as long as you keep to mold it, you could mold that into a vase. You could mold it back down into a bowl. You could pull it up into a cup. You could turn it into like a penguin that you give to your mom for fifth grade, Mother's Day, I did that. You can um, continue to mold and shape it, right? As, as long as you continue to work it and continue to put things into it, you can change the shape. You can change your perspective. That's what I want you to understand. You can change your mindset. Your mindset, your perspective is shaped by the past, you guys. It is shaped by the past, but you are in control of what it looks like now. So as long as you continue to work with it, it will continue to change with you. Now, when a potter wants to set something, when they wanna say like, this is it, right? This is all it's ever gonna be. I've made this beautiful coffee mug. This is it. I'm putting the coffee mug into a kiln. I'm gonna roast it and I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna turn it into a coffee mug forever. It will never be able to take on another shape. That's what a fixed mindset is. A fixed mindset says this thing cannot be changed. The problem is that most of you are like, Rachel, I didn't put it in the kiln. I didn't choose to have it set forever. I didn't choose to have it set in stone. I didn't ever make a conscious decision that this would be who I am for the rest of my life. The problem is not that you made the decision to stay put. The problem is that you didn't make any decision at all. So if you're molding clay on that wheel and you step away, and you stop adding water, and you stop changing the shape, and you stop putting anything into it, if you just let that thing sit for a week or two weeks or three weeks, it will take on a permanent shape just as easily as if you had stuck it in a fire. Right now, you are drowning in the mindset that you have. You are drowning in the perspective that the world is falling down and there's no other solution. And if you're in that, it's because you don't understand that you can take control. 
You don't understand right now that you can change the shape of how you look at this thing and actually come out the other side of this better and stronger. Y'all, you are watching right now my mindset in action. You are watching it. That first week, you heard me tell Shinwa, that first week that we went into quarantine, I was freaking out. I was freaking out. I drank too much vodka. I'm not proud of it, but I was stressed and I fell back on a bad old coping mechanism because a huge part of our revenue at Hollis Co. is a live event. Like, and I don't mean live virtual. I mean live, like we're in a room, we're hugging each other. We're, you know, right? You, some of you have been, some of you have tickets for those that are coming up. That's a huge thing for us. And if we walk into a world where we are no longer allowed to do events like that, what does that do for my 60-member team? What does that do for my family? And so I had a few days where I freaked out. And I was like, what are we going to do? What are we? And I, stop it. Shake out of it. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm going to dance it out. I'm going to get into a better, I'm going to change my state, and I'm going to figure out what this means for me now. Because what I know, my perspective about the past is that life is hard, Yes. My perspective about the past is that when I least expect it, something can pop up and kick the crap out of me. That is my perspective. But here's the other thing that's my perspective. I have always figured it out. I have always figured it out. I have figured out how to be a mom. I figured out how to be a wife. I figured out how to run a business. I figured out how to scale it. I have always figured it out. That's my mindset. And so when I was drinking too much that first week of quarantine, it's because I forgot who I was. I forgot who I was. I let that part of my brain take over that said, danger, danger, fear, hold, you know, shrink, get smaller, stay back here, don't do anything. I forgot who I was. I forgot the foundation that I was standing on. It took me a minute. And then I calmed down and I started pulling back in those rituals and habits that have helped me to become strong, which I'm gonna talk to you about next in consistency. I started getting back to what I know was good. I started remembering whose child I am. I started taking steps to make change. And I was like, what can we do? What can we do? Think outside the box. And man, this is not a business conference, but I just want to say this to our small business owners. You have got to figure it out right now. You have got to figure it out. And you can, if you have the mindset that there is something to figure out. Like I was talking to Shinwa yesterday and he was, he's a singer. And I was like, oh, and you guys didn't get to see the whole thing. But I was like, oh my gosh, here's 10 things I would do right now if I was a singer. I would shift, I would pivot because you have to. Because if you right now, oh, my sweet, wonderful friends who are watching this, if you're waiting for somebody to come and save you from this, I am so sorry to be the one to tell you. Help is not on the way, it's here. It is who you are in here that determines, yes, and yes, you are strong enough. Do not let the voice in the back of your head tell you, well, then I'm screwed. If I'm all I've got, then I'm, no, no. You have worked too hard to get to this place. You have fought too hard. You have learned too much. You have done too much to get here to let it all go. So you have to have the belief that you are capable of changing your mindset. So I want you to go with me to what is keeping you from the mindset that you want? What is keeping you from the mindset that you want? So I want you to think about this. And there's all sorts of things you guys can dig into. I tend to go off on tangents and don't do a great job with the workbook. So if you want to dig in, there's a bunch of stuff that you can do here later. But I want you to think about this. When we are in a fixed mindset, we start to spiral out on two words. And when we are in a growth mindset, we start to elevate on two words. And those are the same words. What if? What if? What if looks very different if you are freaking out or if you are dreaming. 
You know what I think we need, though, real quick? You know what I think we need, Asan? I think we need five, four, three, two, one. When we go back, this is the moment. Tonight is the night. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you are digging this kind of teaching, I want to make sure you know about Rise Women's Conference. It's coming up in September of this year, both in person and virtually. The keynote that you just listened to was watched virtually by thousands and thousands of people all over the world. And we had this great day of learning where people got to tune in from the comfort of their own home and learn and hear from incredible speakers. And Rise Women's Conference is that on steroids. Now, it is only for ladies. Sorry, boys. But if you are a woman, I think the incredible thing about Rise Conference is this chance to find the momentum again, to find the drive, to figure out what it is you want, and then create a roadmap for how you're going to get there. If you feel like you keep falling into a rut, if you're feeling anxious or unsure, you need some clarity. And it's really hard to find clarity in our regularly scheduled programming. And here's the thing. I don't think you would have made it to the end of this episode if this wasn't a topic that you need to dig into. I know that it's something that my friends and I have struggled with this last 18 months. And I honestly think that the next 12 months, the next year of our life is the most important thing that has happened in a while. Because the next 12 months, we're going to continue to walk into hard situations. We're going to continue to have adversity. We're going to continue to deal with the ramifications that the coronavirus has had on our economy, on our businesses, on our families. This is still a real and present thing, and we have to take different action if we want different results. I know not everybody is into a personal development conference, but man, if you are or if you've been curious, I encourage you to check out mine or check out another one because getting the chance to have an immersive experience where you really unpack what you want and how to get there is one of the most life-changing things I know about. And at least with Rise Women's Conference, to be able to do that in a community of only women is something that it doesn't exist other places. So check out show notes for more information about my conference or go do some research and find something that makes sense to you. But I highly encourage you to take on the problem with action. Let's talk about the idea of what if. If you've read Girl Stop Apologizing, then you know that what if is one of my favorite questions. What if is the call on your heart? What if is the positivity? What if is possibility? What if is figuring it out? The problem is that when you have a fixed mindset, what if becomes everything that might go wrong? What if becomes this anxiety for you, this place of fear? So I want you to think about that at the bottom of page 16. And again, I'm going to draw this out. If you don't have a workbook, just give you a little visual so that you can do it. And whatever you've got. So I basically did, 
hello. I did two columns, but I divided them into fixed mindset and growth. Okay, and I want you at home, take a quick minute, and I want you just to go through and write down what are the what if questions that you have been asking yourself that you know are coming from a a fixed mindset mentality. The what if, so I'm just gonna make up a couple like, uh, what if I lose my job? What if we have to lay people off? Uh, Someone in the room, throw one out at me. What's like a fixed mindset? What if thing you have honestly worried about in the last two months? Woo, yes. What if I can't? What if I don't know how to be a teacher? I'll just say, what if I mess these kids up? Because that's what you're really asking. What else? Oh, yeah. What if I can't pay my bills? Oh, what if I never hug my friends? I miss Sammy and Bean so much. They're supposed to be here. It's fine. Thank you for bringing me to that dark place. It's okay. Um, So we all have our version of these. We all have our what ifs. And maybe yours are going a completely different direction because they're specific to your family. What if mom gets sick? right? What if I can't take care of the babies? What if, um, what if you're pregnant right now and you're scared to go deliver at a hospital? What if, what if, what if? All of these things. And I want you to understand that anxiety, I know you've heard this before, anxiety is fear of the future. And it's not even fear of the real future. It's fear of a made-up future, you guys. It's something that you are making up at all of these what ifs. If you're saying what if, it hasn't actually happened. Let me say it again for the people in the back. If you can actually write down a what if statement, it hasn't actually happened. You are afraid of something that hasn't actually happened. Anxiety is fear of a made up future. Depression, depression, and I don't mean like heavy. I'm talking about those of you who are feeling really low in this season and you're really struggling and got lots of notes. Rachel, I'm having a hard time getting out of bed. I'm feeling depressed. To me, that's you holding on to the past. Anxiety is about the future. Depression is about the past. That's you going, when? When will this be over? When will I get to hug my friends again? When will I go get to see my mom? When, when can I go to a restaurant? When will these kids go back to school, right? Oh my Lord, when, when, when? That's you dwelling over things that have happened. So these what ifs, this is fixed mindset. Now here is the magic. I want you to challenge yourself to take the thing that you're afraid of and flip it. So let's say what I, I'm, I, let's say this one. What if I lose my job? Okay, let's go there. Let's, let's like fully go there because this is how my brain works. If you were my friend, you're like, Rachel, what if I lose my job? I would be like, okay, if that happens, what if you use the opportunity and I know it sucks, you would have to be on unemployment, but what if you use that time to write the book you've always wanted to write? What if you use that time to learn to be a baker? What if you um, get closer to your kids? What if you hated that job anyway, Sarah? You hated it. All you've talked about for the past six years is how much you hate that job. And, and yes, you did lose it and that sucks and you have to be on unemployment and that is horrible, but man, it's not forever. What if this is for you? What if this is happening for you? What if the person you are supposed to be is on the other side of this unemployment, okay? What if we have to lay people off? Hear me right now. If you have to lay people off, it is excruciating. It is so hard to do, but this is not your fault. This is not your fault. I feel like that scene in Goodwill Hunting. It's not, not you too, Sean, not you too. It's not your fault, for real. Listen to me, you couldn't have known this was gonna happen. 
I am the most conservative. Like, I am so conservative with cash. You've heard me talk about this with our business. Even the most conservative businesses could not have been prepared for this, right? This is not your fault. So what if you have to lay people off? Okay, that would suck. But what if you laying people off and going down to a smaller team allows you to build something better and stronger and with a a better foundation. And then in a few months when things get back on their feet, what if you get to hire those people back? And it's even better than it was before because you took this time. What if the business has to close? Okay, well, what if you use the time that your business is closed to build out your marketing emails and things you've always promised yourself? What if you work on the website? What if you grow your social media? What if you take up singing? What if you start volunteering? You call people at the old folks home. I don't know. There's so many opportunity if you flip, what if? I think you guys get the point. What I want you to do, you don't have to do it right now, but what I want you to do is dig into this idea and challenge yourself to see how what if is something that can be for you. Look, if the absolute worst happens, you'll figure it out because you have to. You have to. If the worst happens, you'll keep moving forward. That's what humans do. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is hosted by me, Rachel Hollis. Our show is edited by Andrew Weller with additional production support by Sterling Coates. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is a 3% chance production.